It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome into episode number not nada of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and the main event. Yeah. AKA Top Dollar. Top Dollar the Shot Collar. Hot damn. All right, so here's my conundrum. I'm I'm on the site. I'm going to order merch. I want to order I want the hoodie. But it ain't, it ain't hoodie weather right now. So clearly the decision is to go to Canada, so it's hoodie weather. Well, I get but the, the real question is like could I get com- the tank top? Well, and I could do that. I'm not much of a tank top man, believe it or not with my body type. Um but I would do that. I think the real question is could I order the hoodie and feel confident, but that by the time it's hoodie season again, everybody's still going to know what Hit Row's all about? I mean, if you're not an idiot, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go I ahead. Think, and... I think he's more or less saying, is it going to be top dollar? That's and sort not of what I'm like, like, are we going to. Let me, let, me, let me make this point abundantly clear. None of you better only buy one of my merch. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. Wow. We got a lot to do on this week's show. Yeah, we got yeah, picks wait, to make. Wait a second, Glenn. What kind of cheap ass shit was that? What? Well, I, I think he's saying he, he'd rather wear the top dollar hoodie when it comes to yes. AJ's point. Yeah. He should have Make, fucking both of them. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I can you buy, can have I merch can, from everything, yeah. but you don't need to have 20 hoodies. Uh, exactly right. I could get uh, apparently whatever the raglan shirt is, which That's much like words, I've never shirt. heard of before in my life. In my life, I've never heard of I have heard raglan. it before, but that's because I worked at uh, clothing stores. I mean, I've, I had never heard of that before. Otherwise, I, could... I would have never heard of it before. Nerd! Yeah, right? What's wrong with you? By What's the way, that shirt looks fucking tight, but I'm having the same conundrum. It's going to be too hot to wear it. Oh, man. All right. Okay. Lots to do on this week's show. Yes, AJ is here, and yes, he literally melted my fucking television screen on Tuesday night. Um that that was fucking phenomenal. Um I, had you been working on that had that been something that you had been working on for whenever they they the debut moment was going to be or was that just something that came in the last week? So when I do this show WWE's Lost Treasures so it comes on A&E on 10 at 10 p.m. Now, now when is that? And it's uh 10 p.m. Eastern time. Now, and, now uh, Brent. Now Brent. Now he does what again? What? <laughs> what does? What does he do for a living? He, he plays. He played football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who? Exactly. Now, what, what do they do? Exactly. So uh, when I was doing the show, um, I wasn't just. I wasn't just with all these legends. I was learning from the legends because I've been doing that forever. Um, for example, thank I you. Long- thank you. That's really flattering of us. You're, yeah, you make a I, great point, though. Uh, that's not. The, uh, wait till you hear the punchline. So, oh, shit. when, uh, so 
you know, I learned a long time ago that Roddy Piper kept a note of all the like little lines that he wanted to say and do whenever he could. Yep. So when I figured that out, I literally started just anytime I get any inspiration, like I just did it in the uh, in the shower twenty minutes ago. Anytime I get any inspiration uh, to write something down, I write it down and I put it in this little thing I have labeled "Top Dollar Promos." Um, well, really, it was. It used to be Frank promos. Now it's top dollar promos, um, and like I wait to find out what the situation is going to be that I'll be talking in, and then I literally just go through this log of f- f- like at least a hundred to two hundred little quibs that are sometimes they're you know four sentences, sometimes it's one line, like you never know. So, and um, you know, shout out to uh, Triple H, Triple H. Gave us the ball, man. He didn't put any parameters on us. He he, he, he certainly like, he certainly did. He 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 didn't put any parameters on us. He said, "Just do and say what you would do and say." And I went out, and we all went out and did that, and it came off really authentic. And because of that, we're the most over thing in wrestling right now. I mean, for some reason, like I'm I've never been on Raw or SmackDown, but you know. We're the only thing on NXT getting posted by WWE on Fox. We're the only thing getting posted by WWE Instagram and WWE Twitter. I mean, people are in this company for 10 years and don't get a shirt, and we got a shirt after one promo. So clearly we're doing something right. I think, I look, not to limit this, because I want to make that very clear, but I think we need to speak to the way this hit with the black wrestling community in particular, and I think that's a big deal, man, like that – that um, I I saw that this felt different. This felt like something that mattered. That it wasn't um, necessarily a uh, a dance, you know, dance for us. It was a be authentic, be real type of moment. And, and it wasn't. This was the other thing people pointed out. It wasn't a you know, like the hurt business was a bl- group of black men who didn't really you know talk about that point. This is as you know has been termed a bunch of times unapologetically black. I mean, we all are unapologetically black. <laughs> um, I, I'm was, not touching that, man. No, it was a good no, thing. I want AJ to talk about it. Well, sure. Yeah, I definitely it wasn't turning that, to Brent. The thing is, it's like I've waited my whole life for this moment. I've had this character in my mind for a decade. Um, like, I mean, even on, you know, on the indies, I, my, my crew was the row. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's like, like I've been, I've had these ideas for a very long time. And so to just get the green light from one of the best minds in the history of this business in triple H and like, did he help us, you know, put everything together? Like how we presented everything on camera. Absolutely. That's his whole gig, you know, on NXT is making sure it's good for TV. That's what he does, you know? And like, but like, it was like, he let us bake the cake and was like, all right, so here's the frosting. You know what I'm saying? So, like, without his little quibs and his little ideas, like, with our movements and things that we do like that, like, it wouldn't have came off as well as it did. Like, he let us make the raw product, and then he put the TV spin on it, and it was all, it was everything that we we needed and more. I mean, dude, it was unbelievable. I mean, this is an unbelievable moment on NXT this week. Um, I okay, so a couple of things. Going back to what you said before, do you know what the best? Do you happen to remember a particularly wonderful line that you that you nodded or that you jotted down while you were taking a shit? 
Uh, yes. Okay. Earlier, I, I was I was taking one, and I said uh, this was literally the day. This is a true story, and um, <laughs> I said it was a play on the fact of, of Leon Ruff. I said it's not just Leon. People say I play too rough, and there's other people that say I talk too much. But I get paid to run my mouth, so I don't talk enough. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Why you're taking a shit? Why you're taking a shit? And then I also like to imagine you actually have like a pen and paper in the shower with you. Yeah, like, I, I actually like to imagine that that you kept that notepad there. That's incredible. Oh, and, and it definitely has to be like a really special pen too. <laughs> right. Correct. A quill. It's yes, a, quill. a feather pen. Yeah, exactly right. A feather pen. <laughs> Uh, bro, I don't know what else to say. That's amazing. Oh, I, I have something else to say, and it's because, uh, you know, Reddit is the most, you know, kind of despicable scum of, you know, a wretched hive of scum and villainy, if you will, and uh, went on it after the promo just to be like, all right, if it's over here, like, there's no one, and it was 98% over there as it was. I just wanted to-, to I found out that the only people that didn't like Hit Row are other rappers that have less than a thousand followers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did want to point out two of the comments from Reddit, though, because they were great. One, uh, big Death Row vibes, and not just because AJ looks like Suge Knight's son. The other one, I heard AJ Francis hung Jeff Jarrett upside down from a hotel balcony until he signed over the rights to With My Baby Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. That's really good, man. That is really good. Damn, that's really good. If you think if you think that I haven't already decided that I'm hanging up somebody... Us hanging somebody upside down <laughs> at our first contract signing. You already have another thing coming. Oh my god, that's phenomenal. That's fucking phenomenal, man. My fun, the funniest thing to me is that like is like because people obviously realize that we're we're paying homage to Death Row. Yep. Um, and they're like, oh, so that makes like swerve like shit night. And I'm like, you guys are idiots. right. Like, look at <laughs> look at that. Look at that group. Seriously. I'm sorry, that's the funniest thing I've ever look heard. Look at that. Look at that group. You dummies. You big stupid. Like for real. Like when we came up with this concept. Like, um, when we came up with this concept. Like, the way that we had it. You know the the iconic Vibe magazine cover with Suge, yep. Snoop, Dre, and Tupac. Uh, and Tupac. Like the idea that we have for the group, and you can see it in how we do everything, is like obviously I'm sure I'm the big boss dog. I've been in the game a long time. I, I, I I'm the OG. You know what I'm saying? Then we got the the guy who brought everything together is Swerve. He's Dr. Dre. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like that's he brought everything together. Then we got the crazy dude who will go off at any moment. That's Adonis, but it's Tupac. And then we got the cool, laid-back, chill vibe, and you get that from B-Fab. And that's Snoop, Snoop. right. And that, I mean, that's how we've, that's how we, and and it shows when we do the promos, because when we do the promos, like, that's the vibe that we give off. And everybody, everybody's doing their part, you know what I'm saying? And that's the cool thing is that, like, the cool thing is that, like, I've had this idea for a very long time, and after one segment where we interrupted the end of a match and then one promo it's just as hot as i thought it would be yep yep i mean it's hotter it's 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 i don't i don't think there's any honestly way. yeah it is hotter I mean, than i thought it would be because bro. i did not expect to get merch this fast right i mean i can't when you said by the way right before the show started we were we were laughing about something and you said merch i'm like are you fucking serious oh it's been two days it's been two I- days 
I didn't think you were being legit, and now I'm scrambling. Now I'm scrambling to go get some damn merch, man, because that's unbelievable, bro. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, go get yourself a hoodie, a tank top, a T-shirt, or a, a three-quarter raglan. Whatever the F that is. <laughs> Whatever a goddamn raglan shirt is by five. A three-quarter charcuterie shirt. <laughs> how, how long will it be until there's a not-not-a shirt? I mean that's obviously in the in in the movements, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, obviously, not not is is very very hot right now. It's, it's over, very, as the kids say. It's very hot right now. Yeah, that's very hot right now. It's over as hell. All right, well, um, uh, that's amazing. I don't know what else there is to say other than that's amazing, and we'll just get to keep watching and enjoying like everybody else does. And in the meantime, you can make some picks with us. For sure, for Let's sure. Let's do it. To, coming up this Sunday night, uh, everybody's favorite, WrestleMania Pay Backlash from the Thunderdome. Uh, six matches on the card right now. As always, we'll do should win, will win for all six AJ, we start off Damian Priest and The Miz in a Lumberjack match. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Damian Priest has got to win this match. Mm. Like, I know The Miz is The Miz, and even if, you know, The Miz, the Miz winning the match wouldn't be the end of the world because The Miz is quiet as it's kept one of the best performers of this generation of and has been for a decade. Of course. Um, but, like, uh, coming off WrestleMania, the rub really went to you know Bad Bunny. Even though Damian Priest did get a rub from it, you know the rub really went to Bad Bunny. So I think that coming out of WrestleMania pay backlash, uh, I think you got to give it to Priest. So I think should and will Damian Priest. I mean, it absolutely. There's no obviously it, it should be Damian Priest. There's no question about it. And Damian Priest, by the way, should be a movie star. I mean, he's just he's, he's he checks every box. He's amazing. Um, I'd like to hope that what we've seen the last couple of weeks is them teasing a Ms. Morrison thing, and that's that comforts me in the idea that it's what will happen on Sunday, that they will give the, a big moment to Damian Priest looking like a billion bucks at WrestleMania Payback Lash. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say should Miz because it always should be Miz, but now in this case it should be Damian Priest, and I'm I'm pretty confident it will be Damian Priest. Yeah, I mean, I, I should and will Damien Priest. I also have, it's it's funny, like, you know, there, to me, I think there's there's a very clear good lane for both of these guys. If we're talking, if we're talking that SummerSlam is like the show now that we're real, you know, there's other shows, obviously, but SummerSlam is sort of like the next tentpole, like huge show that we're looking for. I'd like to see Damien Priest go in that Sheamus for the U.S. title. I'd like to see Sheamus keep that. And and that I think that's a good that would be a good path for him. And then I'd like to see Miz and Morrison, uh, but I'd like to see that at SummerSlam. God, I hope they don't do something like that at Money in the Bank or something like you know. I think I think we I think they're burning it slow enough to give me that confidence. But yes, Damian Priest for, for those two reasons, I think that accomplishes that split off. By the way, AJ, there's some rumors about uh, SummerSlam at MSG now this summer. I know that every time we talk about something, you sort of blow it off like, you know, uh, no big deal to me. But, like, what, w- what would performing at Madison Square Garden mean to you? Bro, if I get to... <laughs> If I get to be on the card at the Garden, yeah, I'll, I'll probably never come on this show again. Okay, all right. That's what I'd like. <laughs> at least I appreciate the fact, first of all, go F yourself. But second of all, I appreciate the fact that that would at least be a really big deal to you. I do appreciate that. Uh, by the way, yeah, if that... It's, if, like, it's like literally like, 
who the hell do I think I am? Bruno San Martino? Like, <laughs> right. Exactly <laughs> right, man. Exactly. Uh, you didn't side even note, I'm 100% going if SummerSlam is at Madison Yo, Square Garden. I, I hear you, man. I'd be down. I'd be down. All right. Uh, for the Tag Team Championships, the Dirty Dogs and the Mysterios. Um, look, I, I love the Dirty Dogs, but I just don't think they've they've done anything that that you know makes me think there's something there that's that's long term. So I think this is a shoot and will Mysterio situation. I do think there needs to be if Dom if they intend for Dominic to be a star for some time, there's got to be things that matter for him. So I think this is a shoot and will Mysterio spot. I think I'm with you here. Dominic, you know, they, they kind of started off hot with him. They haven't known what to do with him for the past few months. And, and this would be a way to kickstart it. And it seems to be, you know, I feel like you need to get almost past this. Like, I, I've been kind of waiting for Dominic to go out on his own. But I think you need this, ta- you know, final tag run with his dad first. And then you can kind of break well, and him then, off. And then they, and, him. and they split up and you have a big Dominic versus right. Ray match at some point. Maybe it's I mean, you, you don't even need to do the, the match. It's just kind of like, this is the thing. I think and you then do. I think because it's always there. I think you have to do it. Well, that's the thing. It's always there. I guess here's the thing. You can do it. You don't need to make it like Dominic goes heel to do it, though. You can okay. do like a respect match. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't need to see Dominic go evil and turn on Ray. Like I, I don't. You. I hear you. I don't need that. So I'm. I'm going to say should and will the Mysterios. Should and will the Mysterios for a lot of the reasons everyone just said, and I. I but I do agree that the Dominic thing needs to. He needs to split off from him at some point, and I'm still going to go back to something that I said a really long time ago, and I think that I think that's going to be involved with working in uh the eventual working in of santos escobar into the main roster i think there's going to be something there where it's like you know i don't know i I don't see how you can just do that with no other influence like you dominic just decides something and then he's just they just fight there has to be something else to that but i do think we're going to get it eventually and i i think that would be a cool way to do it uh, I'm saying should the Dirty Dogs because that's how you build a real tag team is you give them foes and have them be that's put fair. over. I mean, that's they fair. run they they Very won fair. At, they won at WrestleMania, so like it was SmackDown WrestleMania, but it was still WrestleMania weekend. Like that's <laughs> a big deal. The fact that they could have easily just put it right back, they could easily just put it right back on on the Street Profits, and nobody would have had a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So like. The fact that they didn't makes me think that they have a they had a longer term plan. Um, so I think should the Dirty Dogs, but I honestly think, I mean, Rey Mysterio is one of the best to ever do it, and he's tag team with his son. And how many people have ever tag team with their son in WWE? Yeah, it's a very. I don't. I. I don't know. Is there another? I mean, is there a? I really can't think of one. I mean, a dust, Dusty and Dustin tagged. Yeah. But they didn't win the championships. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, was that in WWE they tagged? I think that might I have feel been. like they WCW. They, yeah. they tagged in both. It, it, okay. It's not well known. I mean, Dustin Rhodes was in WWE for like a second. Yeah. But, you know, that's part of the lore of the, the whole story was basically when Dusty left, Dustin wanted to leave and Vince said something to him like, you got a star on, on your hands with your son or whatever and okay. tell him to come back when he's ready. Whatever. But anyway. Okay. There was a brief little period. All right, all right. So it's like that's what I'm saying. So not since 1992. Oh, <laughs> Bob, Bob and Randy did against the Undertaker that one. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, sure, sure. That Bob was a and thing. Randy. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Okay. That's a so, thing. So that so I think that we have to appreciate the fact that like 
A, the fact that Ray's wrestling with his son means that he's getting up there in age. Yep. How many more tag team title shots and runs is he going to get? You know what I'm saying? So I would say that should the Dirty Dogs, but I think Ray and Dominic will win. All right. Uh, let's Guys, we, wait, we forgot the best one. Vince and Shane, obviously. Ah, that's a great <laughs> yes. point. That's a great point. All right, let's go to the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair and Bailey. Aaron? Um, I, I, it should and will Bianca because Bianca is the star and this is, you know, just another step in the star making performance. Um, I do. I really hope that they have. I, I'm a little worried that ba- they're going to kind of have Bailey flounder after this. So that's my only hope is that whatever they have in mind, they have something planned for Bailey because it was bummer not to see her on WrestleMania. And I, I want to see Bailey, better for her. I don't, I don't think Bailey's going to flounder simply because she can talk. Yeah, 95% of people in the wrestling business can't talk. When I say flounder, I just mean from story. Like, you know, they'll have her host the ding-dong thing. I, I want to see good stories for her between now and SummerSlam. Brandon? Yeah, I mean, should and will Bianca for all the all the reasons. Uh, ba- ba- I think Bailey had a good run. And she's just having a... She's just taking a backseat for a minute, but they'll get her back into something. You know what I mean? Like... You have to remember that Bailey was like the number one focus of the women's division for like two years or something or what, however long that run was. I mean, it was a wild run between the tag team and the champion, the the SmackDown championship. So, I mean, you easily throw her to Raw at some point and there's a million things to do, you know. But, um, but yeah, Bianca, I mean, you can't you can't waver from Bianca yet. So Bianca should and will. Top dollar. Bianca Belair should and will. I mean, I think Bailey Money in the Bank is the next pay per view, right? Uh, yes. yes, we believe so. <laughs> so, I mean, other than maybe Alexa Bliss, who would be better to win the Money in the Bank right now than Bailey? You know? Ooh. So I think because that's that, a good point. You have Bianca beat Bailey, and then you can have Bailey cash in on Bianca like way down the road and then that can build to a feud that leads to Royal Rumble which sets up you know eventually probably Rhea and Bianca at WrestleMania you know what I'm saying so it's like that's how I could see this all playing out and that's what I think is going to happen so um, Bianca shouldn't will today though I, I would, mean not this weekend I would say the chances of Bianca Belair losing are actually nada um, I mean there's there's just no way that you strapped everything to her like she's unbelievable and so yes it's obviously a shouldn't will I hear everything you guys are saying about Bailey I'm probably more with Brandon on it I'm not I'm not ter- Bailey's too good for me to be that worried about Bailey yes it's a real bummer that Bailey didn't have something at Wrestlemania and that bothers me to some extent but she's too good she's too good for me to be that worried about her and I think uh, uh, AJ makes a great point that that's a great way you get her right back uh, triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Braun Strowman. Brandon. Can we not? Do- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Bobby Lashley should and will because if he's not going to lose at WrestleMania, he for damn sure shouldn't be losing this. And um, I'm I'm done. I, like, Let me be clear. Drew McIntyre's fine. Braun Strowman's fine. But Bobby Lashley, I'm ready for him to do something else. I, I'm just ready for him to not be involved with these two people anymore. 
So should and will Bobby, you got again, if, if, if he's not going to lose at WrestleMania, it's stupid for him to lose right now. AJ. Um, I think that WrestleMania was supposed to be a moment for Bobby and it was, um, I think that the reason that Braun Strowman is in this match is so that Drew McIntyre can pin him and then Bobby loses so that when he gets his rematch, he just loses the one time to lose the belt. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm going to say should Bobby Lashley, but I mean, Drew McIntyre was just put on the cover of WWE 2K22. So I think Drew McIntyre is going to be WWE champion by the end of this weekend. Wow. Wow. I, I, that's interesting. I am, oh boy. I, it, the, the WrestleMania was about getting a moment for Bobby, which somebody would say, why would you have WrestleMania about being about, be about getting a moment for a heel? Um, and just to have him lose three weeks later. A, AJ, do you think that that might have something to do with the fact that he's a black champion, that you want to have a black champion have a moment at WrestleMania? I obviously the black champion thing for sure, but yeah. More than him just being a black champion, what's Bobby's WrestleMania moment? Yeah, no, I get the argument, right? That like here's a guy that's that's been around for a long time as a significant figure, but hey, doesn't... He, he he helped shave Vince McMahon's head. That is true. That is like, that is true. He does have... okay, with the so president let's, against let's, the president of the United States. That's a good point. Let's, compare, let's compare that moment with passing out one of the greatest champions in the last. Five no, years. I mean, obviously, Aaron's, of course, being silly when he says that. You're facetious, I know, right, but, it, correct. but at the same time, Bobby, he's being raglan about it. Yeah, he's being really raglan. Real raglan. Yeah. Real <laughs> raglan. <laughs> so, like, the you're out of here is, using like, words like nefarious and making fun of us or saying charcuterie. Yeah, I, I would like to point out that I put nefarious and vegetarian in that is rhyme. that is quite impressive greatest really? rapper of all time really? anyway <laughs> wait um, a second you're okay but you're not dylon let's wait, not wait wait, wait 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 i'm gonna derail this for a second can we do the thing where we get aj to work a word into his oh god <laughs> into oh, his rap every really week? wonderful charcuterie i would really oh my god aj you have to include charcuterie somehow in a promo oh my god you have to yeah that's no problem all right i love this I love it. I'm gonna be the Leonardo DiCaprio meme when that happens. I'm gonna be. I know that. That's that was us. That was gonna be that <laughs> moment. Oh my god. Um, I hear. But yes, that's why. That's why I think Bobby. I, I think WrestleMania was for because I honestly think that the crowd that was at the WrestleMania, the the Supermark crowd, is going to cheer Bobby Lashley winning. More than they would have cheered Drew McIntyre beating him. It's interesting. Does, it's interesting. Does anyone else right. disagree? Well, because you're saying that he was more deserving of it, and no, it's just, it's just like the cool thing. Like, oh, okay, all right. Like when right. Drew won the Royal Rumble last year, he was mega over. Yep. Just like the year before that, Seth Rollins won the Royal Rumble. The year before that, it was mega over. Yep. And then one year later, all the fans were like, "We don't like this guy as much anymore." So, so let me. Let I don't. Me. I don't think we're there yet with Drew, but I, I definitely think we're heading there. I agree with you and there. Th and that to me is the interest. To, to me, the argument right now is that Drew is well served to be chasing. That 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 reheating Drew, he's well served to chase for a minute, and. I would I would argue that the reason for putting Braun in is so that he eats the pin in the situation, so that Drew and not Drew right. So you don't have Drew take two clean losses back to back. Um, and you know where I think Drew's going. 
Well, yeah, we've talked a lot about the idea that he ends up being the one for Roman down the road. Yeah. Yes, um, that's what I think. I I think that's I'm still leaning towards it shouldn't will be Bobby. I'm still leaning towards that end up being the case. Uh Aaron yeah, I think that if the idea was to have Braun in there, I, I, I think the the fact that Braun's in there to me makes it more likely that it's to protect Drew. Because if you want Drew to get this moment to get the title back, you want him to pin Bobby in that case. And in which case, why is Braun in this match? So the fact that Braun is in this match to me, again, like all of you, I think he's, it's to take the pin. But it makes much more sense for him to take the pin from Bobby than Drew. So should and will Bobby. All right. For the Raw Women's Championship, another triple threat. Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair. AJ. <laughs> I mean, you know damn well who should win this match. <laughs> Charlotte Flair should win this match. And it's because she proved why she's the queen the night after WrestleMania when Asuka and uh, Rhea had a match and they got a little confuzzled in there and it was it was it wasn't it was nowhere near the level of the night before um and that's rough to see but that's you know that's how the business works and that same night Charlotte looked in Incredible. Charlotte is the queen for a reason. Charlotte is going to break her father's record for a reason. And I think that should Charlotte, but I honestly think that Charlotte is going to get pinned by Rhea to stamp Rhea. I I actually don't know that I disagree with anything that you just said, by the way. That's the weird part. Um I, 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 no, I'll take that back. I, I'm not going to say should Charlotte. And not, not because I disagree with what you said, only because I don't think you can, you can do the same thing you did with Rhea a year ago. Like, I think if you're going to establish Rhea as a star, she has to be a star. And that requires her remaining. So I do think it will be Rhea. And I would also say that you, you need it to be Rhea. And at some point, you know, I, Charlotte's going to be Charlotte no matter what happens here, right? Like Charlotte Flair that we're talking about. But Rhea, I still think, hangs in the balance, balance a little bit. Not with, like, the hardcore wrestling fans, but there's still a group of people that didn't, that don't, that maybe didn't watch NXT that that still only know a little bit about Rhea and are accepting that everybody's in and everybody's behind her, but don't know necessarily why. And I think you have to reiterate that. So I'm going to say should and will, Rhea, but I get what you're saying about Charlotte. Yeah, I don't disagree that Charlotte maybe should win it very soon. I just think, I'm with Glenn here, that you don't give the title to Rhea to have her drop it three weeks later. The only thing, as, as far as the should goes, as far as the will, the one thing that has me really wondering is, like we know what the or we think we know what the original plan for WrestleMania was. It was for Charlotte to walk out of WrestleMania after pinning Lacey Evans. That was the original plan. And when things like this happens, they tend to try to get back to the original plan. And again, I don't think it should be now, but that does make me wonder if it is now. And they just say, you know, our plans were for Charlotte Flair yeah, to be champion. You. Yeah. Uh, going forward. So I'm going to say should and will Rhea. I'm just not nearly as confident on the will. Yeah, I mean, I, I should is 
Should is hard because I, I agree with a lot of what AJ said. I, I, I got to tell you, man, Charlotte is one of the best ever before she came Bars. back. And she looked better than she's ever looked since she's come back. Bars. So that <laughs> th- that's unbelievable. Like how to have the best women's wrestling career that anyone's ever had. And then your last three weeks to look better than that is really something. Um, And I don't know how, I think that's hard to deny, particularly as someone who's being shown as a, I think she's been a heel, I think, right? Pretty much. Charlotte? Because it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, but they've had Rhea acting weird. She's not the definitive face anymore. And Oscar's not really acting. I mean, Oscar's Oscar, I guess. But so I don't know, man. I I I, I honestly and and with all due respect to Rhea Ripley, I really hate that I'm about to say this. I think she's not been a success on Raw so far. I think she's fallen flat. I don't think she's looked good. I don't think she's looked like she belongs. And I love Rhea Ripley. I think she was awesome on NXT, but there was some weirdness near the end of her run there too. I I. There's something I don't know if they don't believe in her, if they're trying to make her do something different than she's used to, but something isn't right. Something doesn't feel right. And I would suspect when you have Charlotte sitting right there that they'd be very tempted just to throw the title back to her for the reasons that AJ's saying. They need to build up those title reigns for, you know, the ultimate breaking of the record. Uh, so I I you know, I think they should give Rhea more rope and let her figure it out. I think it's always tough when you throw someone into the championship immediately when they, when they walk onto the show, whether they've been on NXT or not. We we know what they how they view that. Um, but I, I I think they're going to give it to Charlotte. <laughs> I really do. I think Charlotte's winning the title. I think there's some reason for that. I think there's some big SummerSlam thing they they want to get to or something. So I'm going to say they should leave it with Rhea, but I think Charlotte's winning. All right, and that brings us to the only other match currently on the card for Sunday night, which, of course, is for the other championship. Roman Reigns against Cesaro for the Universal Championship, and um, I purposely didn't start with AJ because I'm going to start. It shouldn't will be Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns should hold this title. You guys are insane. All of you people who used to boo Roman Reigns, who's the greatest performer, when I have clearly known this eternally, forever, and I've tried explaining to you guys how great he is, and you dopes have sat there and said, boo. Roman Reigns is the greatest performer ever. He should clearly hold the belt through WrestleMania next year at the earliest. Everybody knows that Roman Reigns should and will walk out with the belt. Actually, I actually mean, I actually, I actually mean it. By the way, he absolutely should and will work. I mean, and I look, I like Cesaro a lot, and I, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week. I, I, it's you know, this is a Roman Reigns story. This isn't a Cesaro story. I, I, I wish it could be because I like Cesaro and I think he's great. But the story's about Roman Reigns. He's just a, a player in the story right now. Yeah, like I said, if, if this had, if you had played the game where this was a, a long-term thing for Cesaro and you had Roman kind of duck him for a while, I, I would be all in for Cesaro winning it at SummerSlam. The fact that it's at WrestleMania Pay Backlash, you don't have Cesaro win it at WrestleMania Pay Backlash. So should and will Roman. I mean, should and will Roman because Roman should not. 
I'm not going to get into the Cesaro part. Roman should not lose at WrestleMania pay backlash. I mean, I don't want to see Roman Reigns lose this title unless it's at SummerSlam or WrestleMania. And uh, I will, you know, barring some weird money in the bank thing or something, I don't know. Even then, I'm I'm going to I'm going to say right now on May whatever this airs, May 14th, 2021. If Roman Reigns loses the title before SummerSlam or before WrestleMania, that is the biggest mistake that they will make this year. So, for those reasons, I don't even have to get into his opponent. Roman wins, should, and will. Roman should and will because Roman is Roman, man. I mean... Just copying Glenn now. Seriously. (laughs) I'm copying Glenn, right. So, when... I said that Roman's going to hold the belt to next year's WrestleMania. I was laughed at. I was laughed at. I was told that I was a fool. I was told that there's no way that people don't do title reigns like that anymore in WWE. I was made a mockery of, and I didn't appreciate it because every week that passed, I look like I'm going to get more and more right. Do I think that Cesaro deserves to be universal champion? Absolutely. Is If we're talking about just single matches against people like Cesaro can go against any like his catalog can go against anybody in the last 10 years in WWE. I mean Cesaro and Mansoor. He's great. He's great. Cesaro and Mansoor at, at, in Saudi was incredible. Like Cesaro's one of the best in-ring performers of this generation and has been for a very long time. But Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns, yeah. bro. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> like, Roman Reigns, I don't... See, I could see Roman Reigns losing the belt at WrestleMania next year. <laughs> and if he loses it, you say SummerSlam? No way. I, 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 unless he's leaving at the end of the summer to go do a movie, there's no way he doesn't hold this belt to WrestleMania. So oh, no, yeah. I, and I don't want him to lose it. I'm just saying that's the only acceptable stage. That's not WrestleMania. That's yeah. all I mean. by that. The I mean, only way that this could be really cool is if Jimmy or Jay won money in the bank. Oh my God. It would be phenomenal. If we could go back to that and, we, and, we, and we'll talk more about it in a minute, but like that, that is, I am on board. If it's, if the call's coming from inside the house, if, if SummerSlam is, and I, no offense to Jimmy, but I think it specifically has to be Jay just because he's been a deeper part of the story. If if SummerSlam is Jay somehow taking down Roman, I mean, I'm I'm all in on that. I don't think that At they Madison could, Square Garden. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think they could. I don't think they could. They could be anything else at this point. They could do that would make me say yes. I think you can build to that moment for for SummerSlam specifically. But you're forgetting about Goldberg. Come on, man. Oh, right. Yeah, it could always be goddamn Goldberg. You are so, <laughs> Hey, so you know, I, I did see a couple people. It was like three people uh, on my Twitter, so at least three people agree with this, uh, that said, uh, give me, Ro- at SummerSlam, give me Roman, Jimmy, and Jay against Hit Row. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have enough- And as you've always said, you'd be proud to do the honors in that case. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. I would be so disappointed if anyone else got pinned by Roman Reigns other than me. Could you imagine they're like, right, we're going to have Adonis get pinned. And you're like, I'm, I'm like, like, no, we're not. And like, no, you're no. like, no, I might, I, I might have to murder the him. the first time we lock up just so I can take the fall. <laughs> Hey, how many how many Superman punches and how many spears will it take? 
Oh, one of each. Yeah. <laughs> you man, this, what a guy. This man knows how to do the job. This what man. I ain't gonna lie. If you look at the film, you can go look back and look at my old indie footage. I take one hell of a spear. Like, because I'm not scared. I know I played football, so I know how people are going to hit me. So I just jump and just let them guide me down as opposed to other people jump backwards and, like, get landed on top of their neck because they don't know what they're doing. I just jump straight in the air and, and then let them guide me down to the ground, and it looks incredible. I say all that to say this. If that's not the finish of the match, <laughs> I might have to go in business for myself because not <laughs> get, get a lid, just push Adonis out the way and eat the spear. Right, ah! correct, right at the last moment. Right, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you boys with Triple H, I'm sure I'll understand. I'm sure that'll go for all, right? Nothing to worry about there. I'm the bodyguard, I take the bullets. In the end of the day, you can say, dude, I did what was best for the business. I did what was best for the Facts. industry. That's Facts. The I care. And then more. in Madison Square Garden, you'll hug Roman right after. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine I get pinned and then as soon as it hits three, I like sit up and like oh, give him a hug. I love you. I love you, bro. <laughs> or they, or they really they no, actually what would what would be the ultimate like like tease? Like they debut you as Shane's muscle and Shane is the one fighting Roman. Oh, that's not don't <laughs> don't you speak that evil into existence, you son of a bitch. Don't you do that. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, WWE's Most Wanted Treasure, Sunday night, 10 o'clock on A&E. This week, you are? The main event. I mean, I was actually trying to get you to plug the show. I was actually, I know, I know you are that, but I was. I I mean, the show is, the show is the main event of Biography. That's fair, fair, true. Uh, Uh, But it's, uh, we got Sergeant Slaughter and Iron Sheik, which. It's a cool episode. Wait, is, is Iron Sheik on it? Yes, he is. Sheiky baby. Oh. Sheiky baby. So oh. so Iron Sheik and, and Sergeant Slaughter, two of the, you know, they, they the, the way the show's pitching is, you know, one of the biggest rivalries of the 80s, which is true. Like, they were doing, quote, unquote, hardcore matches before that was a, that was a thing. Um, so, you know, it's a really cool episode, really cool look into, you know, the backstage and like a uh, real life of both of these guys and how it was intertwined and how like they pushed each other and then they end up coming together again. And it's just, it's a really cool story. And, you know, we go all over the place as usual. I go to Sarge's actual house in North Carolina, which is cool. So like, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in this episode. So this Sunday at 10 PM Eastern, on a and e you can check it out i can't can't wait can't wait and can't wait for next tuesday night at eight o'clock on the usa network for wwe nxt there he goes as he already said he is the main event aj francis aka top dollar to shot carla not nada at AJ Francis four one zero on Twitter. All right, bro. You didn't remember the first part, did you, Glenn? Wait, what? It's who hotter than top? Oh yeah, okay. All right, we yeah, sure we could have done that whole thing. All right, goodbye. I love you. Goodbye, at AJ Francis four one zero on social media. There he is. He's our man. Bye. Peace Bye. Out. 
All right, boys. Um, we still have much to do on the program. Still to come, uh, Velvet Sky, you'll hear from her. I did once again put that up a little bit early, and it led to quite the controversy this week. Certainly did. Starting all sorts of controversy. Uh, we need you guys to get out to a Baltimore Celeb Fest on Saturday. Support our guy, Chris Ruling, and uh, make sure you bring your Oreos out for both uh, Velvet and for the machine, Brian Cage, who significantly disagrees with some of our Oreo takes and uh, had a lot to say about it. Apparently now a jobbing out show listener, which you makes me, makes yeah, me right? so happy. We better, be, we better be careful. I can't put it into words. I love <laughs> Brian Cage. I'm not fucking Cage. with that dude. I lo- oh, my God. He would Ever. murder me with a, with, a, with a fingernail. Jesus Christ. I mean, he did literally kill people with punches in Lucha Underground. That is a fact. He killed people with punches. I love Brian Cage. Uh, it's hilarious that they're uh, letting Hangman have another shot at him. Uh, okay, sure, sure, go ahead. This is a Brian Cage show now. Let's make that very clear. This program we are all in on TCAS. Yes, is a Brian. Uh, eh, it's a Brian Cage program. <laughs> <laughs> nice try slipping that in. This is a Brian Cage program. Let's make that very clear. He's amazing. Uh, Great8smemorabilia.com is the website. Seriously, get out. It's an I, it's an unbelievable chance. I, I just can't put it into words. Aaron knows. all of, To meet these eight wrestlers, pictures and autographs, Brian Cage, Lance Archer, Matt Seidel, the beautiful people, and, of course, Velvet and Angelina, Diamante, Tessa Blanchard, and Flip Gordon. Aaron, what would the reasonable price be for pictures and autographs with, we're talking legitimate current television superstars, in that mix individually you're talking minimum 50 a piece as a group maybe you're getting like 350 so this is a ridiculous unbelievable deal two hundred dollars for pictures and autographs with the entire group that's amazing and uh chris told me something cool if you bring like your kids or you bring like the family you don't have to pay for more people like everybody gets in on the pictures and all of that with this so make sure you get the great eights memorabilia.com for Celeb Fest on Saturday. Now, that being said, we'll talk to Velvet Sky here in a minute. Before we do that, we have something else we need to cover. You, uh, why'd you get into the uh, subtweeting business there, Aaron? Why is, uh, why is that a direction that you wanted to get into in your life? I, I, look, subtweet, it wasn't just you. It's, it's plenty of people. But yes, you're the main one who, I, again, had... as I said, as, as I've said, I'm with you. 95% of the way. There's, there's that 5% I sometimes go too far. Oh, tell me where I've gone too far. Name any time where I've gone too far in this conversation. And in uh, fact, I, keep in mind that when... Wh- who, I don't even know who the person was that wrote the Deadspin article last week. I don't know who this person was. Right. <laughs> I don't know who they are. But when we talked about it in our group text this week, yeah. I was the one who stepped up and said, frankly, the timing of this makes no sense because of anything. While, yes, it was way over the top that he had to bleed last week. That was way over the top. Decent storyline, which makes this even worse. Well, well, it wasn't a, a good storyline. Let's not pretend no, it, like was, it was It was a fine it usage was, of Cody. It was, and, a, yeah, it like, was no. as non-threatening as he's been, and that's by far the best thing I can say about him in his entire post-MJF, original MJF match run. Yeah. Everything yes. from that moment beyond has been an abomination. But of late, at least you could say it was a non-threatening situation. It was non-threatening, but it was still offensive because of what they did with Cody prior to that. 
that you're suggesting that this other person sh- could be elevated to that. Like, essentially, you've treated Cody like such a main well, part he was, of the yes, show. He was the most important that by, part of the show. That, that by putting QT Marshall in this feud, you're saying that he's worthy of that, which fine, he most but, certainly is not. It's fine for a go-go. But, I, I thought to, well, the, but, the way to elevate him, well, I thought well, that was interesting. Yeah. But, but, they didn't, but they also didn't put it in the main event. They didn't put it... They on, right. It was a very un-Cody Rhodes-like thing to do, right. Which was to not insist that what he does is the most important thing that happens in AEW, no matter what else is going on. And that's the kindest thing that I could say, is that for a little while, he was less threatening. Not, not, it didn't do anything. It wasn't good. It wasn't entertaining. But it was non-threatening. And if I have to accept that Cody Rhodes, the, you know, the Cody Rhodes character has to be a part of the show, then fine. By all means, do something non-threatening. That's what it is. So, in fairness, Aaron... When that came up, I said, while the guy is basically ripping off everything that I've said for some time, <laughs> it's just it's odd timing to me that like this would be the time You're that right. you would say it because right now he clearly now, knew something. Yeah, he clearly he must knew have something. gotten been tipped off about the single worst moment that I have ever seen, <laughs> not just in the history of AEW, one of the worst moments I've ever seen in the history of professional wrestling. I'm not going to argue with you at all here. Go. We're back. We're back. This yeah. took like an abomination isn't nearly enough. I I tried working this through, right? If for some reason I thought that this was setting up to Cody Rhodes jobbing to uh, uh Anthony Goo Goo Dolls in a way <laughs> that was similar to John Cena versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, then it wouldn't be the most horrendous thing that ever... It wouldn't be good or interesting. It would just maybe remove it from being the most horrendous thing that's ever happened in you, pro wrestling. You could have done that without this promo, that's, though. So, that's no, the I'm going to disagree with you No, here. no, that's, that, the point being, in order for it to be good, it still can't involve this. But if the idea <laughs> was, we are so desperate for uh, Why Don't You Slide uh, to be a superstar moving forward, and for some reason we think Cody Rhodes has to be the one to do it, and we need him to job out to this guy, then the only way to make don't sure... Don't do this damn promo! What? No, hang on a second. No! It's, it's silly. They're not doing that. There's no world in which Cody Rhodes is laying down and doing a job for uh, uh, DC Gogo. Like, it's just not, not... Not unless 15 people attack him first. I mean... <laughs> that's the only way that's but, but that's it, But that, it, 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 it'd be perfect defeating for what I'm saying. Like, right, the right, only right. way this is even... Again, the, the the bar being the worst thing that's ever happened in pro wrestling, the only way for it to not be that is if he cleanly jobs and gets demolished by this guy, which still makes oh. it no good, but it means at it least you can... knocks it a rung down. You, what you could understand run. is we felt the need to make Cody Rhodes seem like a superhero to kids so that it would have more value... If he got his ass kicked, the, the promo would still be nonsensical. It would still be worthless. But what they did it was they said, you can't boo me. I'm America. They, they presented a scenario by which to attempt to make Cody Rhodes feel bulletproof to live audiences. The rest of us that are watching understand how atrocious it is. But the live audience doesn't have a choice. If I boo this, I'm literally booing America. 
So the live audience has no other choice. They have to cheer for it. They have no choice in this situation because they're being told, you must do this. Well, can we add something to it? They're also sycophants. Some of them are. Some of them are. If you listen to that crowd, even they were kind of. Oh, there was, there was they some were, nervousness there. Well, yeah, there they some, were like, uh. Yeah, what are you. What? It's, it's, it's almost like when you're unsure whether someone's like a Trump supporter or not and they're saying some like borderline stuff, you're like, uh. Yeah, I mean, there, sure? were, there was. There was. The reaction from the crowd was an eye roll, but a forced. <sighs> We'll, we'll play along with this. We have to, because if we don't, again, it looks like we're booing America. It's the thing that in front of a live crowd has to be bulletproof. You have to. You can hate John Cena as much as you want, but the moment John Cena starts talking about the troops, you don't have a choice. You have to cheer. You don't, there's no, you don't have another option. Otherwise, you're a giant piece of shit. It's that's the play. And again, the only way that it's not the worst thing they could have ever done is if it was, hey, we have to do this because we need to make it seem bigger when um, uh, uh, Gina Shock from the Go-Go's rolls over this guy at, at whatever the pay-per-view, the double or nothing, whatever it is. <laughs> we know that's not happening. We know that's not the case. But we know there's no world in which Cody Rhodes is doing that job. He's not. Um so and just to clarify, when Glenn says that job, he means the clean, definitive job. I mean the not you go get your on the floor. Correct. That, you go get your yeah. Maybe uh, 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 Go Go Boy is winning the match. I don't know. I, by the way, they really want me to care about who this person is. They've done nothing to suggest I should. That's part of the problem. There is no reason to care about this guy as of right now in AEW. They've done. That's by the way. That's the funny part about them making Cody Rhodes non-threatening is that they didn't accomplish anything that made me give a shit about the other guy. I don't care. I don't care about... It's a nothing story. You have not presented any world in which Anthony Agogo matters. He doesn't in AEW. He might matter in Britain as a boxer. Maybe people over there care about him. I, I don't know. I haven't you know made some calls, to, which is, oddly enough, among the many weird side gigs I have, I am a occasional... You, next uh, time you go, you should absolutely bring this It up. is a weird bit, man, where they bring me on LBC Radio in Britain to be an American sports correspondent. I've never understood. Wait, is that real? Oh, that's very oh, real. Yeah. I was just on <laughs> national radio in Britain two weeks ago talking about the Manchester United situation, which was hilarious, and, 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 <laughs> and I don't know what to make of it. But, like, I don't – maybe he is a big deal there, but he's not a big deal here. No one cares, right? And that's part of this. No one cares about him. If I believe there was any world in which this was setting up for the big job and this is trying to be about making people care, again, it still wouldn't be good, but at least it wouldn't be the worst thing that ever happened in the history of wrestling. I need to ask a question. Did they present him in any way, anywhere, as a anti-American English guy? He has the British flag. That's all. That's the whole thing. He has the British flag, which is completely fucking insane you're also having i hold on I, I i can't hold back anymore and why that even if this is a job this is the worst it's thing not ever. Though. it's not like, though, so we can go ahead like, you you have first of all you have the, the insane thing where it's somehow if you're a part of the uk you're anti-america with like the uk is, is not uh, uh, you know, the staunch ally correct you know this isn't like some of these other things then you have 
uh, apparently Cody Rhodes ended racism. Yep, because he gets to be racist. he gets to be black <laughs> now. Meanwhile, he's facing a biracial guy. Like the guy <laughs> he's facing is biracial. This is fucking insane. <laughs> Aaron, I don't think we even needed to go there, but I appreciate the fact that you wanted to anyway. No, that's it's, the first thing I thought about. No, but that's when the I was point. Watching. It's so bad that we don't need to explain why it's bad. If you don't understand why this was the worst turn that anyone could ever take, you need to seek help. If you, if some part of you listened to all of that and was like, "I'm feeling Cody Rhodes right now," I would encourage you to get help. I can't help you if you don't understand how tr- not just problematic. How atrocious that was. It was horrendous. It was everything. A South Park character wouldn't have delivered that promo. <laughs> I mean, a South Park character might have delivered that. No! At some point, they would have said, all right, we got to back off. We got to. Like, this is insane. It, it's what, there, there's such a part of me that's like, this is so, so, so bad. Like, is this a rib? Is this like he pissed off people backstage and this was his punishment? Like, it's also, this what? This was 100% the his idea. This is 100%. 100%. Oh, no. This is this, this is the problem. When I was having this conversation about where Cody Rhodes, and I was always very careful to say, this is about Cody Rhodes, the character. The problem is, it always felt like Cody Rhodes, the person coming out in Cody Rhodes, the character. But every time I had the Cody Rhodes conversation, I made it very clear. I'm not telling you Cody Rhodes, the human, is the worst human that's ever existed. I'm telling you Cody Rhodes, the character, is the worst character in all of professional wrestling. And I've said that for some time, and it's obviously this was the, the worst moment. Somehow, from being the worst character in all of professional wrestling, it got worse, which is an unbelievable accomplishment. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's that's remarkable that it could go from from that bad to somehow being worse. But the problem and the fear, and this is something that would come up a lot when we would talk, like I would let uh, uh, John Minadakis come on, who was one of the first people that heard what I had to say and said, no, dude, you're right. You are 100% accurate. And he was one of the first that said, I got a lot of fear that this is more Cody Rhodes, the person's really bad, and that's what's bleeding into this. This is... I mean, it's it's truly unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable that anyone... I, I, the, how many times have I said someone needs to step in? Someone needs to say, guy, what you're doing impacts the rest of us. You can't do that. You can't step up and try to make it seem as though you represent black people. Stop. Don't do this. We got a whole company of people that line up that are working here that you don't need to speak for. And yes, I get it. There's a Cody Rhodes character versus being Cody Rhodes, the person who's the executive vice president. But there's been too much blurring of that. That I, Cody Rhodes, the person, wrote that script. Yes. And nobody stepped in. And no one. And, and that's why I want to know, why did no one step in? Because like, if there was ever a time to step but in. But why has can... no one stepped in, Aaron? Because, Why? honestly, like, as bad as it's been, it hasn't been to this level. This is, like, crossing every line where there's no no one on the planet can rightfully defend this. And no one on the planet really 
for the most again for the two uh, percent crazy. Them. You can find. I, I'm sure you can find. You, you can, can find, find people who can defend anything. You can, you know, th- well, those people and exist. It's, and it's atrocious because like overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, even among the diehards, this has been react with utter revulsion. And it and it looks TNT's tweeting about it. Like the, there are people. Brand, Brandy Rhodes, that promo was that promo was a piece of history. Well, I've never I mean, been moved like that uh, I mean, again. That's there is a different. Like she clearly is no. She has no vision of reality. You know, the, 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 I'm not expecting Brandy Rhodes to be the one to step up. Although somebody would say, as a person, she should. As right, she's like fighting with people about it. Right, as a person, she should have been the one to step up and say, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not. There, there's a line, and we've crossed that line. But anybody in that company, anyone, should be the one to step in and say, what the fuck is this? What are we putting out? What what are you supposed to be? This is nothing. You're not a hero. You're not a anything. You are a terribly conflicted person. You are someone whose head isn't right. Who doesn't understand it. And again, even if this is you, if Cody Rhodes the person wrote a promo for something that if he thinks that the Cody Rhodes character is supposed to be conflicted, it didn't play out because by going down the America route, you have to have the crowd cheer for it and the crowd should not be cheering for this character. Horrible. I mean, one of the worst things I've ever seen in professional wrestling and the standard is so goddamn low for the Cody Rhodes character I can't believe what's that um what was the sign that the guy held up outside of uh, the White House the one time that our expectations were low but holy fuck like like this is that meme I, I was so over the Cody rants. I was so over all of it. Well, I hadn't gone back and, to him and, in a little no, while. No, exactly. That's the thing. And then we hadn't gone back to that well for a while. And I, and I hated do it. I hated to keep doing it. I would talk about how much I hated to keep doing it. I hated the fact that I had to, like, I couldn't. I'd rather see a Shane promo 50 times over that. Uh, eh, all right. Let's, I mean, there, there, let's not, let's not, not go crazy. Like, I mean, it's not as offensive. Like, I get, like, into the world to my. To our sensibilities, you're right, but let's not pretend like that's good either. Let's not pretend like there's any... I'm not saying it's good, but I'm just saying that's the bar. My God. Oh, my God. This is the frustrating thing. I thought we were going to have kind of fun this week because there were a lot of little things to kind of poke fun at in wrestling, and then we had to do this. I mean, I I don't have the words. I don't have the words for how... And I've said before, the only... Cody Rhodes has to go away. I mean, like, it has there is no saving this. It got it got bad and so. I mean, this obviously is a step beyond. It was so bad that even being non-threatening for a little while didn't suddenly make me more inclined to want to see Cody Rhodes. I didn't when Cody Rhodes walked out. I was no more interested in it. It's still the goddamn thing where he's the guy that gets to walk out of the center because he's got to remind you how much more important he is than it. Th- those things. He has 10 seconds of ambiance on the, right. set, the beginning of his music. Those, and all that. those things don't go away. Like they're still there. They're still unlikable. You need him to go away for some time in order for there to be any hope of a reset of Cody Rhodes. I'm at the point now where I don't, I don't know that there's anything Cody Rhodes can do. I don't know that going away solves the problem. 
I, I don't. There, there was, there's a place that if he wasn't talking about his daughter and like introducing reality into this, there was, there is one way to save this. And that is by making him the delusional heel that thinks he's Mr. America. We, and you know, it's Bo Dallas. He's Bo Dallas. No, 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 no. That's too goofy. I'm talking about the template is in Falcon and Winter Soldier in the character of John Walker. If you make it that, that a hundred percent works because, mm. because he's, he, he thinks he's good and he's not like if, if you turned it that way, it could work like that. Everybody like, that everyone else is in on the joke, except you, like you're the only person that doesn't know who you are. And it makes it a heel character, essentially. Like you, you, you think you're this altruistic person. Then you've got someone else saying, no, that's your concept of America is flawed. And you, it, what you're talking it's about, tricky to present that it's tricky. And, I, well, no, yeah. that, that's, in pro wrestling. It's all, it's essentially impossible to present. I'm right. presenting a complete hail Mary situation here. I like, that's how te- ridiculous this was. Like the I, only, I, I don't think it's possible thing. Well, no, you can't do it in this situation. Cause it's, it's too close. It's like Glenn saying, it's the guy talking. It's not a character. He's talking about his, unborn daughter and i i, I think stuff. even that doesn't save it right like i i just i i think you well, it, to... can, it can't it can in this scenario no because it's too real but if it were just a guide saying all this america stuff you could have done that but unfortunately this isn't cody the character this is cody the, the person that's who that was it's a poisoned well man it's yeah. it's a fully poisoned well it it's and again I, this is aew and that's that's the problem with this that i can't Every time I had to deal with Cody Rhodes, it impacted the entire company. And I was I marveled at the people that would attempt to tell me, like, hey, I know you're right, but I'm still just choosing to enjoy this thing and 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 love it and the whole deal. And I I I have some understanding of not wanting to confront reality. Like I I deal with this a lot of times, like people in my life that I know are good people, even if they're flawed, right? Where I'm like, I don't I you know, I, I, I just want to love them. Like I just wanted that to be the case, and I, I can appreciate the attempt that is made to just want to love AEW despite it. And and obviously there are still some people that, even until now or after now, will will choose to try to ignore this or pretend like it's not as bad as it's being made out to be because they've just decided that's who they are. But I can't. I am not capable of separating the fucking poison that Cody Rhodes has been ever since the MJF match. And how, I mean, we're talking about what are you, at, at least a year a little and a over, half. A little over a year. It was, about, it was February of last year. The, the, I thought the, the MJF match was? Yeah. I thought the MJF match was the no, one. No, because MJF turned in November, in November. At, in Baltimore, right. and then February they had All that right. match. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's maybe I've done because he didn't he didn't win the TNT title until May. Was it really not until May? Jesus, I'm pretty sure. I guess yeah. the pandemic is really like. I mean, I yeah, I've, I've exactly. Lost, I've lost all sense of time in there. All right, so still we're talking about over a year. We're talking about a year and three months or whatever it is at this point. It it's it's been truly atrocious and it i can't help it it impacts other things look i this was a rough week like i it's a really horrible decision they made to have uh, uh pack and orange cassidy both be put in the i mean that's it's so unnecessary it's just throwing in your face how much they don't care about the championship match at a pay-per-view they're not even gonna bother to try to tell a story between two people i mean that that was a bad moment I didn't think this was a particularly good show. 
I think the main event was. I thought the main event was. I really loved it, but it, everything else tainted it, as you're saying. Yeah, like the main event was was good, and obviously we all love Miro, and we all think Miro is a star. It, oh, I just I, I love that one. I, I got it. That one dive Darby did to the outside. Yeah, where I mean, ping pongs but, off. But of it's Miro. also that was amazing. But hang on, it's also a reflection of I don't have faith that they're going to do right by Darby because they didn't do right by Darby after they gave him the belt. They made him fucking. First of all, he had to be Cody's sidekick for a little while, and then when they moved on from that, they made him be babysat by fucking Sting. So I, like, I'm happy for Miro because Miro should be a star, but they still I, did the bullshit running thing after the match. Like, well, I like, mean, right? Just let him win. That, no, at least that was after the match. Yeah, but no, yeah, I, but to Brandon's like, point, like, there's the people their moment. The moment like, should be Miro's moment. Well, it yeah, shouldn't well, be. Yeah, and the fact Lance that yes, I agree moment. that they they. Did the timing of that terrible? These right. guys beating up Sting. It's like who gives a shit? Right. Like, like how did Lance Archer know that Miro was going to win the match? Right. Like and that too. Like there's right. a lot of that that goes into it. But it's a secondary thing, which is I'm also coming away from it saying I don't know that I trust that they're going to make sure that Darby Allen is the star that he should be moving forward, and that this wasn't just a few months. So that even that's conflicting. It's unthinkable that after that match last week they would bring back all of those people as if nothing happened yes! and they're just yes! fine it is one of the most atrocious things it is it but in any other week i would rant about this for 20 minutes <laughs> thank god they did it on the week where cody cut the worst promo in wrestling history so that i don't i won't lose my mind about it. it's insane that and, and they by, would do that make everyone bleed to death only to one week later be like Hey, we're all good. Let's go. I mean, what what do you hate yourself? Do you the thing that you think is supposed to be that you're all the, all you built the show off is how great this was and how everybody loved it only to say so quickly it didn't fucking matter at all at all. Come on, man. And and the best part is like, you know, we all I know that we all agree that he is, but there's some debate about like Dave Meltzer favoring AEW and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, if there was ever a doubt, you could look at Twitter today where he replies to someone that says, why would they have Jericho come back this week? And he says, well, his arm is all taped up. I mean, he for, fell off a fucking cage through. For fuck's sake. I, I can't remember who said it, but someone asked, was the crash pad like? Is that actual part of kayfabe? Like, right, that's like the only they, explanation. They, they want to make it very clear <laughs> that he's just fine, and he was just fine because he landed on a a, a fake crash pad. I mean, it's so <laughs> unthinkable. It's so unthinkable, and it's not just. No one was selling. No one was. There was no ramifications from blood and guts. No, Jericho's arm was taped up. Everybody else is fine. Everyone was fine. And Jericho, you can say his arm was taped up. He was hiding in the back of it. He clearly was fine, too. <laughs> no, I'm just saying he had a thing on his but arm. That's some, it. But they, they didn't show anything else. They, 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 are, they presented this isn't real. They presented he's completely fine because he was just hanging out in a confined space. No problem whatsoever. Challenging them to a match. Unthinkable. <laughs> Unthinkable. That they would do this. And again, the answer was so simple. Ma! Don't do it. <laughs> don't do blood and guts. Or, no, just don't do it. Don't do can, it. Wait, can, can I bring up that the storyline about what's, uh, Santana getting arrested for 
stabbing someone with a fork, but apparently you can throw people off Man, of the top of... For God's sakes. For God's <laughs> sakes. Like, what was that? So it was a bad It was a bad week with the, you know, like, again, as much as I like Miro and I thought that was a good match, it was a bad week. But, again, if it hadn't been for Cody, I, I have no doubt that all I would hear today is how great of a week it was and how none of this shit matters and I'm living on an island where I point these things out and the whole... De- like, it... It the inconsistency is it's mind numbing, man. And everybody yells about WWE not doing finishes, and I don't like it when they don't do finishes. But you, if you don't like it there, you can't suddenly pretend like it didn't happen here. I can't believe I, it's they they started building the fucking match last week, which was bad enough, but then only to not give us the match. Defend that. Yeah. For 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 a second, I was like, okay, they called it on the fly. Orange Cassidy got injured, and and they just did the finish on the fly. Then I was like, oh wait, no, this, they they changed the the exact finish, but that was what it was leading to. I I give up, man. I just give up. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to say. I, if again, there are plenty of people. If you're just willing to say out loud, I want to like AEW because that's what I, I don't. I don't want to. I just don't. I want there to be a com- competitor to WWE, and I want to choose that I like it no matter what. Just, just say that out loud. Admit to who you are. That's fine. It- you're a sports fan. You, you know, you cheer for your team. Right. No matter what. Or you're a politics fan. No matter what they do, no matter how goddamn heinous these people are, they're in my party, and so I'm going to choose to support them. Y- you can do that. Whatever it is. I, that's your choice. But you can't try to conflate it and say... Well, I like it being about what's good. Because this shit ain't good. It ain't. There's times where it is. Make it very clear. There are times where it is. But as a whole, it's constantly this shit with obviously... By the way, Raw's been terrible. We all know that. Raw's been terrible. But I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's been offensively terrible as much as it's just been unpleasant to watch. There's nothing that's that's purposefully offensive. It's just this isn't interesting. You're you're not compelling me for three hours of viewing to watch Raw. But it ain't trying to pretend like you solved racism. It ain't. <laughs> it isn't bleeding. Like, how do you have a show called Blood and Guts one week? And this is exactly what we talked about last Everyone's- week. Then you have fucking SCU bleeding all over the like. Why do we have to bleed all the time? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't care. But you know, it's so funny about that, Brandon. It's You're right, and it's so low on my list of complaints. Yeah, it's I was, so, was going to say, it's so going low. into that, there, there were a few things I didn't like about that match, but it, none of it really matters now. Oh, <laughs> right. God. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff yeah. we could pick on, but it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, just to mention really quickly, the fact that you're building toward – you know, what we all believe should be the women's championship match and, and hopefully who we all believe should win that championship. But then we're talking about the fucking NWA women's championship on the show and having a match with one of the contenders for that and talking about her chasing that. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know, you man. Got, you legitimately got the two, I guess, two. I'll, I'll, I'm being nice by saying two. But I'm going to say the one over female talent that you really have with the champion in a match. And you do a tiny little interview segment just to do a ma- like, why wasn't Sheeta wrestling a match? Why wasn't 
I don't know. None of that makes any sense to me. But but let's talk about the NWA. I also don't know why the, why they think that like the Jade Cargill manager thing is interesting. I don't. I don't. That, that's that's someone. That's, but that's just someone. But that's being not offensive. Eighties wrestling. Yeah, that's all. That it's is. not offensive. It's very low on my list. It's just I don't. I not every wrestler needs a manager. Like this thing, we're acting like there's some rule. Like every mess, a wrestler has to sign with somebody. And and no, I'm I whatever I don't. It's so, the Macho it's so, Man storyline. It's thing so low. Was, on, uh, it's so low on my list. I can't. Yeah. Even, I can't even. All right. Um, we'll try to move on because we got to get the Velvet Sky uh, here in a minute. Go. You want? You want? To... I was gonna say, can, can we do some of the fun nitpicking? Are, are are we about to have a puppet be women's tag team champion? I saw. <laughs> I saw you tweet about that. Maybe. I don't think so though. I'm not as convinced of it as you are. I'm not. I like. It I don't would, know. The second Aaron said it, I was like, "Oh no!" I think I hear you. I hear you, and I I get it. I do get it. Um, but where else are we going with this? <laughs> uh, uh, Braun Strowman pulling someone out of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I will say this: if if this is gonna if this is leading to a program where Alexa is fucking with them, and we get like. Um, Reginald possessed, like doing backflips and shit. Like, I, that would be kind of entertaining. <laughs> like, if she has something that can control. Re- I don't know. I'm trying to think of how this could possibly. I be think. I think they drop the belts before you go that route. I, I do. I don't think that that ends up incorporating the belts. I think that that there's a there's there's a logical drop the belts way to. I, I I get I get where you're at. I just don't. I don't. I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe. That it ends that way. I, I think we're all going to come on the show in two weeks and say that Aaron was right. I mean, if he, if he was, if he was, he was. I'm not going to like pretend like yeah. he wasn't. But oh, I, just, I know. I just have a bad. Yeah. Like I never would have even thought about that. But the second he said it, I was like, oh my god. Because yeah. I, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out where they're going with Alexa exactly. Because the whole Alexa, I we haven't really talked about it. What do you guys make of the Alexa thing? I, think, I actually think it's continued to be interesting on a show that otherwise isn't. I I don't. I don't as weird as it is that they just ended everything I don't I don't have a problem with it and I still think that there is a Bray side to the story that ends up being relevant again at some point and the only part that bothers me is that why no it's like where is he that's, oh, I, that's well, literally right, the okay. only thing that bothers me about yeah, it is what right. you just said it's like well, I mean, we I don't, got to get back to that at some point but I don't I, I, I do I do for what it's worth think that when you have someone literally that disfigured and that dismembered like you at least you, you can't have him show up the next week and just look okay again he did well, uh, what do you mean he, he got restored I don't WrestleMania oh, for, oh god damn Oh God! He's he's completely <laughs> fine now. Yeah, yeah. He, and he was he was all the oh. night after WrestleMania. Yes, you're right. I completely fucking forgot about it. I mean, you have to at least it. explain s- this somehow. All like, right, like right. you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my I my thing that. is like, I think a, it, this works well with Bray. Alexa in the women's division casting but, hexes on people is. I don't uh, know if they're going to be able to pull it off. I, here's where I, I again, I'm going to make another point. It's something in the women's division that isn't the championship. And the bar is so low that anything is interesting. Anything at all. Now, I don't know if it's going to stay in the women's division. I don't know if at some point there won't be an Alexa, a Bray thing again. You know what I mean? And like that, that she, I don't know how that works. But she's compelling. You have to look at her when she's on screen. And that's more than I can say about 
a lot of things. I'm not trying to convince you that it's it's gold, but the again, the bar is really low, particularly on Raw. It's a really low bar, and this is definitely clearing that bar for me. Like when when she's doing something, I have to watch it. Okay, that's All fair. Right. Is that it? Is that anything? I thought. It was... Uh, well, let's see. What else can we do? I mean, we didn't talk really much about Jimmy's uh, return. I mean, I thought it it made for compelling television on a Friday night. Like, I thought it's it made it improved SmackDown. It made SmackDown really interesting. I'm a little bit of afraid that it it clouds what is a potential good story. And again, if the answer is they're just never going to do anything with Jay, and so I'm continuing to allow myself to get my hopes up for something that will never happen, then fine. But... Do you think it clouds it? I thought, you know, having having Jim, you know Roman on one shoulder and now you have Jimmy on the other shoulder, I think I don't, that makes it more compelling you, for Jay. You say that, but, like, are you presenting a Jay versus Jimmy match when and is that really getting Jay? I, I, I think you can have that match, but I think it's more – it's um, I'm trying to think of a good wrestling comparison. Um you you had Mick Foley as kind of dude when when he was dude love and you had kind of Vince on one shoulder and you had Stone Cold on they, they did this in the late nineties this one time but just just kind of that yeah you needed that balance Jay like is that, all like in the on sting, like the Sting Lex Luger thing where sure like like anytime yeah. you have a guy you basically you have Jimmy versus Roman for Jay Soul like I think that's a good and very easy story yeah but doesn't that make jimmy the guy if it's jimmy versus roman for jay's soul then jimmy... no it means jimmy's, jimmy's bringing not jay going back. after yeah jimmy's not going after roman he's not going after the title he's going after jay right i get that but if i want this to ultimately lead to jay roman and jay going over Roman, if that's what i want then doesn't the story told isn't the story that you're telling really that i want jimmy to be the one if Jay, no, it, no, Jimmy's no, that's trying short, to wake up Jay. I understand. Yeah, so, it, it, you're, that, you're conflating two different things. I understand what you're saying. I'm saying, ultimately, I want there to be a moment where Jay snaps and ends up deciding that he wants to go after Roman. But if Jimmy didn't need to be snapped, isn't Jimmy the actual good guy that I should be embracing, not Jay? No, no, no. Jimmy gets the first match loses roman goes too far that's what helps you you could tell that story jimmy should most certainly get a match but he doesn't have to be the guy he can get a match in like you know at whatever extreme rules or one of these pay-per-views i I, Um, i'm telling i like the story better with jimmy just being evil i like the story better if there's an ultimate j story if jimmy is just on board and it's the two of them i I don't you need the impetus for Jaded. Yeah, you need the voice of reason. Someone but has to be. I mean, everybody's attempted to be the voice of reason so far. Edge it's was the voice brother! of reason. I understand that, but that's it. Again, makes it worse because no, the truth. No, because he's part of the bloodline, and I would want to root for Jimmy. I want Jimmy to be the guy. Then, if he but what is if the Jimmy guy, Jimmy doesn't want to be the guy. That doesn't in a way. Jimmy does not want to be the guy. He does not want the Roman title shot. He does it, not want to. It something. doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like that doesn't like it, it's. He cares more about his brother than the title. Absolutely makes sense. Dude, that's tough, 100%. man. That's really tough. It's really tough to present a storyline 
where I think this guy is bad for you, but I don't want to be the guy to take him down. That's I, I care more about you and getting you away from your abusive husband than actually killing the husband. I mean, that's a really tough, I mean, that's a tough comparison, bro. <laughs> like that's a, that's a really tough, you don't have to kill him. You don't have to murder you know, Roman I, Reigns. My, my, my point is Jimmy's trying to save Jay. He's not trying to. Right. But one himself. way you can do that is by taking out Roman yourself. Like you're capable. You, but but Jay, Jay is still with Roman. If you take Roman out yourself. Yeah, it's a really fine line what you're painting, man. I, I think I, I it's, it's very hard for me to watch this if the route is Jimmy is against Roman and not think I, that I, I Jimmy think be, would yeah. want to beat Roman. That doesn't I, I, work I for think, me. But I, I thought they, they told that well. It wasn't Jimmy going after Roman. It was Jimmy stopping at They told that well for Jay one show. For and one I think you can show. I mean that, but that's the storyline there. I am not anti-Roman. I am pro-Jay. And remember, Jay was reluctant for a good, however many months before he I, came into the fold. But, but he was fighting Roman in the time when he was reluctant. Well, no, J- I hundred percent. Like I said, Jimmy is going to fight Roman. I hundred percent believe that. But I think that's just another peg in the story for whatever's going to happen ultimately. You have, you have, you have, whether Roman it's Jay or one, someone else, Jimmy, you, you, you have Roman be the one to demand the match with Jimmy. Like Jimmy doesn't have to, it's, it's you kept getting in my yeah, way. You I did. Kept getting and, and I disagree with that too. I think he should want to fight Roman. I don't think that this character makes sense to not want to fight Roman. I can't, I can't get on but, board. But with you that. could, you could make the argument that he doesn't want to fuck with the family situation. I mean, As they've says, done that what, in the past. What, what he wants, he doesn't care other... if Roman's champion. He wants to be tag team champs with... I, right, yeah. I hear you. I hear... Undertaker didn't want to fight his brother. Bret Hart didn't want yeah. to fight his brother. And on and on and on. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, I thought it was great on Friday. I really thought it was great. I I think it can be great. I think it's a complicated thing, and you're presenting an awful lot of nuance for a company that has not been great at nuance over Except the years. Except that and if to some extent, but this hasn't involved a lot. I was going to say there hasn't been a lot of nuance not a lot of nuance in this. But I, but again, I don't think this is all that. I don't think there's that much nuance there. I think it's a pretty I, straightforward. I story. think you want it to that be the, the to that be the case, but I'm not sure that it's as clean. I, I think. I mean, that, I don't know that they'll make it as clean, but I think they can. And again, what I really worry is that there's no J story. That ultimately, this is just something to do on Friday nights, and then when we get to the times that matter, the story is really about stupid edge or about you know drew mcintyre well, no, who that's gonna I, really I, I be definitely about. think it will be that before it is jay if it ever is jay it's gonna be that stuff first and 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 i wouldn't be surprised if we do the reluctant the basically similar to what happened with jay with jimmy to bring him into the fold they get the tag belts everybody's the champion and 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 roman continues to fight people like edge and whoever cesaro and whoever else but that at some point, that breaks off. But when that breaks off, I want Jay to be the one that goes over Roman. Jay will be the one. I I'm, 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 I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with it. I hope. Although, although it's funny because if you think about it, before this all occurred, Jimmy was the main USO. If you had to pick an USO, just because of his wife and Total Divas and everything, he was the one everyone knew. Right, but that was that was eight months ago. I mean, that no, was no, no, no. That's what I'm, I'm, right. That's what I said. If right. you would, it's kind of funny to think about now 
Because if you would have asked me which Uso was going to go solo before this, I would have told you the other one. Yep. But he was injured, so who knows if this would have even happened if don't he know. wasn't. Yep. Don't know. And real quick, I don't know that Bobby Fish can si- solve the Kyle O'Reilly problem. I, I'm. It's it's, it's real bad. unreal to me how how big of a miss this is. Like this is a this is a Chris Davis level strikeout right now on Kyle O'Reilly. It's I, I, it might be worse than that. It's a tr- it's bad. Ferocious. It's really awful. And I at this point, I can't believe I'm saying this. At this point, I think the best solution is for the story to ultimately not be about Kyle O'Reilly and to just go right back to it being about Roddy. Like at this point, it's to me the 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 best that can come from there is so much and like I, I don't know if, if Bobby Fish is there to try to solve it or if they just don't realize how bad it is, but I think right now to try to make it more relevant, you jump ship on Kyle and say, hey, yikes, we, we thought you were ready for something that you were not ready for, and to try to go a different route to salvage whatever there is to be salvaged from it because it is yeah. bad, man. The, the sad part is that I, I think you're right. I think it's twofold. Not only is the whatever they came up with is bad, but he hasn't been good either. Nope. Like He hasn't even been able to overcome it in any way or even come close to overcoming it. And I think that now compound that with the fact that a lot of people on NXT are performing really well and are doing really well and do look really good. That's not helping either. It's not helping him that you've got Kushida looking like five million fucking Mm -hmm. bucks. Mm -hmm. It's not helping that you've got fucking uh, hit row looking like a million bucks. You've got all this talent and it certainly if that was on raw would it would it seem as bad probably but it certainly isn't helping that he has got all that stuff it is it is cold on the rest of it the is show. cold boogers man it is just oh god it is wretched anything else nah, I think that's it all right let's uh, talk let's talk to velvet sky and a pleasure now to be joined here on Jabbing Out by one of my favorite people in all of pro wrestling she was part of maybe the greatest faction in pro wrestling history and still podcasts as part of that faction to this day most importantly she's going to be in our neck of the woods this saturday in millersville for baltimore celeb fest where you can meet her and the rest of the grade eight stable like our buddy brian cage who we chatted with last week you can meet all eight of them for just 200 bucks by going to grade eights memorabilia.com with the number eight grade eights memorabilia.com eight pictures eight autographs with stars like Velvet Sky, who joins us right now. Velvet, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Wow, that was a hell of an introduction, I must say. Thank you so much for that introduction. It's, it's all downhill from here, unfortunately. Now it's just stumbling and me saying, you're so great, you're so awesome, and no real energy. It's just that was the highlight of everything we're going to do here. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on today. It's so good to chat with you. I have so much I want to cover with you, but i got to start because Brian actually let me in. When he was in on the show last week, he said that you, like he, are Oreo-obsessed, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, to the point where whenever I go to meet and greets, I mean, I don't ever ask fans to bring me Oreos. They just, like, I, I tweet about it. I guess I've tweeted about Oreos so much in the past. Um, and fans, you know, I have such a loyal, wonderful following. So whenever I do appearances, I leave with, I'm not even kidding you, like dozens of packs of like family size Oreos. That's Just like this past weekend in New York, I did a signing in New York. 
And like every other person bought me a pack of Oreos. Um, some were family size, some were regular size. Some people even brought me like two or three family size packs. So I came home with like, I, I, I don't even know, like probably two dozen packs of Oreos. So, okay, wait. <laughs> so is the message to the folks in our neck of the woods, don't bring Oreos on Saturday because we've got too many? Or is there no such thing at this point in your life as too many Oreos? Oh, there's no such thing. Okay, all right, all right. That's important. That's very <laughs> important. The Okay, so now what I need to know, and Brian and I were talking about this a lot, are, are you a particular flavor Oreo person? Or are you, like we are, like one of the things that we always do is the moment... We know there's a new flavor. We immediately, someone is responsible for bringing it in studio and making sure we try every flavor that gets released. Where are you with the insane numbers of flavors that exist now in the Oreo family? Okay, so my all-time favorite, and most people will say, oh, that's boring, but it's just my all-time favorite, is just the plain old double stuff. It's not too much There's nothing wrong with that. They're amazing. (laughs) Yeah, like... So the regular ones don't, like, before Oreo started making, like, a plethora of just different flavors, I feel like, every other day, um, I was fine with just, like, the plain Oreos. I've always loved Oreos my entire life, you know, and I've just always been obsessed with them. But then when they came out with double stuff, I can never look at regular Oreos the same anymore because it's like, ooh, I can't. Right. Why would I choose, why would I purposefully choose less stuff in my Oreo, right? Don't get me wrong, I would never turn down, you know, a regular Oreo, but like, double stuff has my heart, and I will say, yes, I am one of those people that when all the different flavors were coming out, like, I had to, like, be the first to try it. I haven't lately, because I feel like, and I love Oreos, so I don't mean any, like, bad when I say this. I just feel like at this point, they might be overdoing it just a little bit with the yeah. flavors. Okay, you're not <laughs> wrong about that, but every now and then, boy, this is going to be the second consecutive week that we're going to end up talking about this. Like, I I had no idea. We had a buddy uh, named Vernon Davis who played for the Redskins for a little while, and he came yeah. in studio with us, and he knew about our Oreo thing. And he brought us the blueberry pie Oreos. And when he did, I said, just toss them in the trash can. There is no need. Who has asked for a blueberry pie Oreo? And then you took a bite and said, my God, cancel blueberry pie. There should be no more blueberry pie. There should just be blueberry Oreos because they're that good. So every now and then I feel like you run into one that accidentally is amazing. But overall, I've gotten to that point where I'm not... I don't feel the same need anymore. Like we've done everything. The, the, now yeah. it's just it's just finding a different way of describing the same thing. Like you did a peanut butter Oreo. Now you're like, I want to do peanut butter pie Oreo. Like how is that uh, any different than the last thing you did? It's the same thing. You know what it is between? Okay, the difference between the peanut butter Oreo and the peanut butter pie Oreo is just the marketing. Right. It's all exactly. Thank you. That's, that's really all it is. It's the same flavor. They taste exactly the same, but like. Oreo, it's brilliant on Oreos, and because it's like they put out a plain peanut butter, but then they put out peanut butter pie, which is the same thing, but people like yep, Oreo fanatics. D- dummies like me are going to race to the stores. I got to have it exactly right because I'm a and, rube. Yeah, well, me too, but the only difference is, is just it's just the packaging. It's marketing brilliance, actually, and I have a degree in advertising and marketing and advertising, so like I recognize stuff like that when, when you know, when... Customers maybe taken advantage of might be the wrong word, but taken advantage of, yes. Yes. Like I read stuff like that, like, okay, it's the same product, but it's just got a different label on it. You know, it's the same exact thing. But, I, you know, at Oreo, because they got to, you know, they're making their money, they're doing their thing. Um, I will say, though, these 
only, I don't think they make them anymore, but I feel like they came out at Christmas time. The peppermint bark ones were so I remember. Good I remember. Yep. Yep. I, I remember that. Those. Okay. The last one on the Oreos, because then we, we should probably talk about wrestling at some point. Although, honestly, we could just do this show for an hour. I would be quite fine with it. I want to make that very clear, Velvet Sky. Um, you, you know, the, you say you're a, a double stuff fan. When they did the most stuff Oreo. No. Okay. No. Okay. Oh, do you know why? Why? I don't mean to cut you off, but I have to just say this. Okay. I was like, since I like the double stuff, I'm like, oh my God, there's no way I'm not going to like the most stuff, right? So as soon as they came out, I went to like every store in my area and a lot of them didn't have them yet. So um, finally, I found one um, in my in a, my local grocery store when it um, when it finally hit and I went and I got a pack and... I didn't even make it home. Like I got in the truck and I'm like, okay, I don't even want to wait till I get home. I want to like, was, I'm going to tell you, they were disgusting. Oh, and I'm gonna tell you oh no. No, I'm going to tell you why. This is, this is just my opinion. Okay. Okay. It tasted like, okay. We all know what the cream in Oreo tastes like, right? We all, it's just that. It's, it's, it's happiness, thing. joy, and childhood. I think all wrapped up into one flavor. Right. But it has a distinct signature flavor in my opinion okay i feel like the most stuff it didn't have the same flavor it was like a completely different recipe so i took a bite and i was like okay i taste the chocolate part tasted the same but the cream part tasted completely it just tasted like sugar it didn't taste like not that the original cream in the oreo doesn't taste like sugar but it didn't have that signature oreo cream flavor to it so i was like all right let me try another one nope it was the same thing, and I was I was so disappointed because I wanted to like them. Yep. But it didn't like to me. Like I said, it just didn't have. It was like a different recipe for the cream. The, the, I don't know what they did. You know what? I, I think it feels like we need to do an entire show about this controversy and see if we can't get to the bottom of it. Like maybe pull in like a complete investigative team to figure out Absolutely. what happened with the most. I feel like we the the world needs this velvet sky. I think they, we need to do like one night. We need to just just do like a zoom call and we just have our, like, like maybe 50 packs of Oreos. Yes. I said five zero yeah. in front of, and we just do Oreo taste tests and we sample and we kind of give our feedback and our reviews. And by the end, we'll probably all throw up, but it'll be worth for it. the world. I'm willing to do that for the betterment <laughs> of society. I need you to know Velvet Sky. I'm willing to do that with you. I Let's will make that it. sacrifice. Let's Let's do it. Velvet Sky <laughs> is with us. Again, the beautiful people will be part of Baltimore Celeb Fest on Saturday, and you can go right now to great8smemorabilia.com. You can meet both Velvet Angelina for just 60 bucks, or as I said, the entire stable for 208 pictures and autographs, which is an absurd deal. If you've been to any of these events, you know that's not happening anywhere. Velvet, all right, so, so you mentioned you've got incredible fans. Um, yeah. Uh, how do I say this? You are uh, a very popular, very attractive person. You are are well known and well liked. I am sure you meet some interesting people when you go out and do these types of events. Give me the uh, uh, appropriate thing to say when you meet Velvet Sky on Saturday at Baltimore Celeb Fest, and maybe, hey, let's not do this when you come say hello to Velvet Sky on Saturday at Baltimore Celeb Fest. You know what? I really don't have any do's or don'ts or rules or anything. I'm so chill. I'm probably one of the most chill, laid back people like anyone will ever meet. And like the way I am with fans, 
Like, that's not just, you know, Velvet Sky putting on a show. That's how I am in real life. There's no, like, there's really no difference difference between Velvet and Jamie when it comes to how fans see me in person. It's the same welcoming, warm personality. And I will say, like, fans are very receptive to that. And in return, like, I really don't get... That's great. Like, disrespectful fans or out-of-hand fans, anything like that. Um, The only thing... This is the only thing, and, and God bless them, they don't realize it. It's just, <laughs> this is the only thing that kind of bothers me, and it's nobody's fault, but it, it, it bothers me. So, in the summertime, when people wear tank tops, mm. and mm. we do a lot of things, and, um, you know, I'm 5'5", five five, so I'm not short, but I'm not particularly tall either, but, um, so... You know, I have mostly male fans that come to my meet and greets. There's women in there too, but it's you know it's mostly male. By the way, and that's that's a pro wrestling thing. Let's make that clear. That's not. Yeah. You know, there's there's probably about more males than there are in Brian Cage's line too, for what it's worth. Oh, for sure, for sure. So with that being said, in the summertime when it's very hot outside and fans show up and they're wearing tank tops. Now, when I take pictures of fans, I'm very, very fan-friendly. I'll let them, like, I have no problem with them putting their arm around me. I'll put my arm around them, too. That's cool. I have no problem with that. So, with that being said, is when these fans, you know, when they come to see me with tank tops on in the summertime and they're sweating, and they put their arm around me, uh, their arm, their armpit rests on my shoulder. Uh, uh, and so, if it's, the, if it's summertime and they're wearing a tank top... I'm most likely wearing a tank top too. So they don't know it. And I'm not making fun of anybody, but this is just, this is the, my, my one problem that I have because I, then, you know, we take the picture and I feel the, the hot squishiness on my, yeah, on my shoulder. Yeah. And then the picture's over and my, my shoulder always smells like BO. Or, I, I always you know, feel but, bad. Like, and you know a thing or two about the MCW arena uh, here locally. I'll walk in for a show and I'll look at somebody that might be sitting in the same row and I'll be like, oh no. Oh no, because it gets really hot in that room really quickly, really quickly, especially when you talk about those summer shows. And you're like, oh God, this is what I'm doing for the rest of the night. I also feel like it's 2021. Doesn't every like I I'm not um I'm not that large I'm 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 a I'm not a tiny man but I'm not I'm a an average sized human being. I know, but I carry some dude wipes in my car with me. Because we all deal with this, no matter what your size is. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about heavy set fans. Yeah. I'm talking about even teeny tiny ones. If, if, okay, so if they're taller than me, obviously, yep. you know, when they put their arm around me, naturally, you know, their their armpit is going to be on my shoulder. Because that's just like they're taller than yeah. me. So, so it could be a, a skinny fan taller than me or a larger fan taller than yep. me. There's no weight difference when it comes to what I'm saying. Cause yep. It's, it's so many times and like when they walk away i don't say anything i never embarrass them or make a face because i don't do that i want everyone to feel welcome when they come to see me but like when they walk away i just have this puddle yeah 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 that's a little uncomfortable <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable for everybody involved just bring you know some I mean? bring some... i mean that's really the only like i wouldn't say rule because there's no no i'm not i don't want to deter anybody wear whatever you want like right. just make sure you're Aren't, aren't swampy when you come to right, the please bring some white they, they're available anywhere go get yourself some wipes it's, it's I don't okay even realize it. I don't think they realize it because it's not like 
I don't know. I feel like when they're standing in line, they don't know how we're going to pose. Yeah, you know what I mean? sure, like, I'm sure. I'm so welcoming. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, come up here. So I'll grab them and I'll put my arm around them. And if they're taller, obviously, like I said, they put their arm around my neck and their uh, their armpit naturally with the, the, the height difference, naturally the armpit just rests on my shoulder. Nine times out of ten, it's my bare shoulder, which I'd <laughs> rather have it be my bare shoulder because I could easily wipe it off. If sure, I'm sure. It would stick into the threads and yeah. the smell would yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, that's that's all. That's it. That's it. Just try to to be re- be recognized. Recognize it happens to all of us. It happens to. Yeah. I mean, my God. Some places. I, I lived in Arizona for a couple years, Velvet, and and you just had to learn to live with the swamp ass when you were out there. It was the way that it worked. <laughs> but you gotta, you know, just think about that when you're in close quarters with someone that you're excited to meet. Just try, if you can, be a little respectful about that. I think that's good advice, not just for you and say Saturday, but for life. I think for all of humanity, good advice. To and again, it's, nobody's, it's not their fault. I'm not like, you know, <laughs> making anybody uncomfortable. Or no, 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 no. Make that very clear. Yeah, there really are no, like, rules. It's like, come to my signing. We're going to laugh. We're going to joke. We're going to act silly. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time. I always make everybody feel so welcome. So there really is no do's and don'ts when it comes to me, you know, other than other than the armpit thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's just the one. And it's, you know what, it's fair. It's more than a little fair for that to be the one. All right, Velvet, take me back to the first, the the original thought of the Beautiful People concept. And if I would have told you in that in 2021, it would still be part of your identity. It would still linger to today. It would mean a significant deal to all of professional wrestling fans. We're going back, you know, I don't, I, not not to age anyone in this process, but we're going back a decade and a half or so. Like, oh, 14 years. Yeah. yeah. What would you have said to me at that point if everyone would have said, the, the beautiful people will still matter. It will still be a concept that matters 15 years from now. You know, I, I say this very humbly as well, um, and I would have, if you had asked me this at the peak of um, Angelina and I's Beautiful People career, then I would have been more um, upfront about my answer, and I would say, I would expect it. Right. Um, and I'm very, being very humble about that, because what Angelina and I had together, like our chemistry and what we did and have accomplished together as the Beautiful People, I mean, it was a very special thing. And we were, um, again, I'm, I'm not putting myself over. I'm answering the question. I'm very humble with my answers. But, you know, you're asking the question, yep. so I'm telling you. Yep. Um, you know, we were very, we were the highest rated act on the show. Yep. For, like, week after week. Um, and the numbers proved it. I'm not just something that I'm making up. This is ratings. Like, the numbers. Vince Russo was a numbers guy. He went by the numbers. And that's kind of why he featured a lot of um, the knockouts on the show all the time. It's not just Angelina and I that were the highest rated. It was the knockouts, too. But, you know, luckily for us, our segments were always the highest rated on the show. So at the peak of the, the, the Beautiful People career with Angelina and myself, I mean, we were, like, hot. I mean, and, I mean, we just continued to, even after TNA, to stay relevant in the public eye, whether that meant, you know, doing autograph signings as the beautiful people, which we still do. We never wanted to, just because we left TNA, the beautiful people didn't die when the two of us left TNA. We knew we had something special from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. We had to fight for it in the beginning, not fight tooth and nail, but we had a little bit of the odds were against us um, in the beginning and they finally gave the ball to us and we ran with it. But even just because we left TNA, 
doesn't mean we leave the Beautiful People legacy at CNA. We knew what we had. So even after we left, we took it with us. We still continue to travel the globe and do signings. And, you know, we, we stayed relevant because we were able to create that relevancy for ourselves. And not only that, we have such an amazing fan base um, that we are both so interactive with on social media. So I feel like that has helped us us stay relevant um, at this day and time, too, because I'm very easily accessible um, on Twitter and Instagram. If, you know, I'm, I'm very fan-friendly, so is she, and the fans like, they notice that, they appreciate that, and that's why we still have, like, the, the following and the loyalty that we have to this day. We worked for this. It's not like we didn't sit back and just, you know, let it happen. Like, we worked to keep ourselves out there in the public eye. Um, I feel like if we had just gotten lazy and when we left TNA had just say, hey, you know, we had a good run, but let's put it to rest. Sure. Then no, my feelings today, we wouldn't probably wouldn't be sitting here today having this conversation about the beautiful people 14 years later. But, 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 but you we were able to do that. But when, when it, when in the initial moment, did you have any clue? Like, did you have any clue of this could be something that could work for a really long time? Or did you think then like, okay, you know, it, it's what what I'm going to do right now and we'll make the most of it. It's... No, we both knew. Yeah. We both knew. Like I said, especially, I would say, in like, 2000, like 2008, because we started in the fall of 2007, yep. but we weren't together as the beautiful people right away. 2008 was such a hot year for her and I. And then going into 2009, it was like it just took off even more where – you know, we were in competition ratings-wise with the guys. We were being put in the main event with yep. the likes of Kurt yep. Angle. You know, yep. we were doing interviews, pre-tapes and, you know, interviews with Sting. You know, they were, we were, like, heavily sought after as a women's faction. And at that time, there really were no other women's factions in wrestling, whether it was, you know, TNA or WWE, that were um, as popular as we were, and I'm saying this again very humbly. It's just, right. we were you can, you, when, when, when you're talking about facts, you're allowed to say them. It's just a fact. It's just yeah, what it is. Know, like, people just like to put themselves over. And yeah, of like, course. All right, enough already. You're so full of yourself. Right, no, right. So, so, so when I first got to TNA, no, I mean, when, when we first got put together, very, very first time we got, we got put together, they sent us out there as baby faces because they didn't know what kind of reaction we were going to get. Um, we got heat. We got booed right away. Um, it didn't work as baby face um, between the two of us. We weren't the beautiful people yet. Uh, when they sent us out there, when they kind of like repackaged us as kind of like the mean girls and had us go out there as heels, that's when we started to get real heat. And that just caught on. And it continued to catch on like wildfire and once we knew, like, oh, this is something great, this is something special, then at that point, I'm like, well, both of us were like, this is something, this is our baby. Yeah, your life Beautiful is changing. Yeah. Our baby. It's something that we're going to water, we're going to nurture, and we're going to continue to grow it. So I would say, yeah, around the 2009 mark, her and I just knew, like, we were going to take this Beautiful People gimmick, and we were just going to, like, keep running with it. And, you know, if it fell off, it fell off. We would have been, um, that's when we would have said, okay, well, we had a good run, but, you know, it's run its course. But it still hasn't run its course. And with her being in Ring of Honor in the allure and me now being at NWA as a commentator, yep. we still, as the beautiful people, do autograph signings together as we're doing on Saturday. We do this podcast together every week 
we're still getting like fans sending us clips on social media of the beautiful people are my favorite tag team of all time, you know, sending us old pictures, sending us old matches without us even having to bring that up. It's the fans. The fans are the ones that have kept us in the spotlight. The fans are the ones that I give credit, even though we worked hard for everything we achieved. It's the fans that ultimately have kept the beautiful people gimmick relevant because without them, we're, we wouldn't be, you know, where we, where we are. They're the ones that, you know, they're the ones that help make us who we are today. And again, you can meet. Later. Yep, and you can meet Velvet and Angelina Saturday at Baltimore Celeb Fest. Again, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com to get your meet and greet tickets for Saturday. I, I know I'm going to have to let you go in a minute, Velvet, but I, I want to. You mentioned you brought up NWA. This is such a wild time for pro wrestling fans because we've never had this much content available to us without having to try all that hard in our lives. Right. Like th- this is unlike anything we've ever seen before. And every right. company is putting out different programming at all times. It- it- it's a blessing for fans. I- is it at all difficult for promotions is it getting crowded, right? Like when we talk about the natural indie scene, it's one thing when you're trying to do a show, You, as I mentioned, you know all about MCW, right? It's one thing to try to get some people to come out to a show on a Saturday in Joppa when it's the only you know game in town, right? If you want to see live wrestling, it's the right. only place to go. It's far different when you're looking for a broader national audience to tune into your show. How, how difficult is it for... You know, every every single sort of non when you don't have billions upon dollar, billions upon billions of dollars to work with at the top like the big companies do. How crowded is it, and how difficult is it for for everyone to try to find their own way to stand out and to draw people in for programs like NWA? Well, see, that's a good question because it's up to the performer, the wrestler, as the individual to create their own buzz. And um, I feel like. I'm not being biased when I say this. Now, I wasn't, I don't, I really kind of, when I, all right, let me just say it this way. I kind of fell off the wrestling bandwagon for a while. I had, you know, my own, I had personal health issues that I was dealing with for about a year and a half. I really stopped watching wrestling. I wasn't really into it anymore. Um, So with that being said, I never got a taste of the NWA. I knew of the NWA because, you know, um, I know Billy Corgan very well. I worked with him in TNA and he's the president of NWA, but I never followed their product. Um, when I appeared for them the first time uh, this past March and they put me on the commentary team, I, I have to say, I'm not being biased. It's just, a, it's, a, it's a refreshing change from all of the other way wrestling is promoted and, and, and just done out there. Like it's like, it's that very old school NWA feel. And I like that they have held on to that old school feel because NWA, oh my God, how long has it been around? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Legends have worked there. So, you know, just by nature, it's an old school company and they kept, they, they keep that old school vibe by the way they tape, by the way they do the interviews, you know, in the studio, it's a real personal setting. And I just think that is what makes the NWA kind of stand out amongst, you know, Ring of Honor, WWE, AEW. Not that those companies aren't killing it and doing a great job as well, even though I haven't watched them, but I'm just giving my respect to them, you know. Um, But I look at wrestling at this point like flavors of ice cream. I love ice cream. So if there was just one flavor of ice cream available in the grocery store, 
I would get sick of it after a while. Yeah, sure. I would, I yep. would eat it, no, yep. no doubt, because yep. ice cream. Right, right. You can only have right. so much chocolate ice cream before you want to have another flavor, before you want to add two flavors or three flavors or whatever the case may be. And that's kind of how I compare it to the wrestling world now. Is it oversaturated? Mm, in my opinion, I would. a lot of people would say yes. I don't think it is because I think the more, the better. Competition is healthy, um, and I think that, especially if you're a hardcore, diehard wrestling fan, the more the merrier, you know? There's some, I mean, I feel like every night there's wrestling on, right? Oh, my God. Monday, and then there's Tuesday, I think Tuesday is Impact, and then Wednesday is AEW, and then I don't even know the rest of the week, but, and NWA, again, is that Tuesday as well. So, I don't know. In my my opinion, wrestling at this point is like flavors of ice cream. You can never have too many flavors of ice cream. I like I like the way you're, and, and except for most stuff Oreo ice cream, we wouldn't want that. We would we oh pass on most stuff Oreo ice cream. All right, Velvet. You have to admit, like, do you do you agree? You don't agree with me for the sake of agreeing because it might just be my taste buds. Does the cream and the most stuff? Taste I have different? to. I have not spent. I never thought about it. I only tried most stuff Oreos once. I'm going to have to do it again. Okay. Again for science. For science, yeah. I'm going to do it again. I want to make that very clear. I will do. I will make this sacrifice, and we will. I will report back to you, and we will have a deeper conversation about the most stuff okay. Oreo. That's a promise. What I would recommend is this: like, grab yourself a pack of double stuff, and grab yourself a pack of the most stuff. Right. Take the top part off, eat a little bit of the cream on the most stuff, and then eat a, bit, eat a little bit of the cream on the double stuff. And tell me the double stuff does not have that more flavor to it. The, the, the most stuff, it just tastes like you're eating like just, just sugar. I'm, I'm on it. No, I promise no you. To it. I am willing. I will spend an entire <laughs> night devouring a pack full of double stuff Oreos and a pack full of most stuff Oreos because it's the right thing to do for humanity. I will do it that. Is. We need to we need to book this Zoom meeting one Done. night. Done. you and whoever else wants to. I join promise us you. I got. Oh, we can put a crew together. I I know Cage will do it. Cage will definitely be in to do it with us. He's, we'll have like a huge Oreo party. Fans can watch us. They can join along with us and just eat whatever. I, we will just, we will just be total gluttons that night of Oreos with every flavor. And we'll just eat until we throw up. But we will. It will be for educational purposes. And let's make that yes. very clear. We will be doing educational. this. Correct. <laughs> All right. Let, let me get uh, your plugs in real quick. I, obviously, great. Go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com right now. Unbelievable. The eight of both both Velvet and Angelina, as well as Brian Cage, Lance Archer, Matt Seidel, Diamante. Uh, Flip Gordon, Tessa Blanchard, that's the great eight stable. Meet all of them. Pictures and autographs for 200 bucks at Celeb Fest on Saturday, which is an insane deal. Great eightsmemorabilia.com with the number eight. Velvet, all the plugs for you, social media, the podcast, everything. What can we get plugs in for? Sure, yeah. And one thing I want to say about Saturday is we'll be there from 11 to 3 p.m. signing. Yep. Um, so as far as my, my plugs go, um, my Twitter, if you're not following me on Twitter, um, it's at VelVelHoller. My Instagram is at SkyIsVelvet. I am very, very fan-friendly and interactive on both of those. I recently joined Cameo, which is, for those who don't know what Cameo is, it's a video site or it's a, it's a website that each, each celebrity has their own page and you, you request personalized video shout-outs for you, for your friend or family member. I mean, every celebrity in the world is on there. I mean, even like the likes of Snoop Dogg are on there. So, I mean, it's really, really popular. I have a lot of fun recording those videos. My Cameo page is cameo.com forward slash Velvet Sky. 
I do have, I just recently opened a TikTok page, which I think TikTok is hilarious. Um, my, most of my video, all of my videos on my TikTok page are the humorous side of me that fans don't ever see. Um, my other social media is Twitter, Instagram. It's mostly kind of like the sexy, glamorized, you know, beautiful people velvet side. But my TikTok uh, is. Just I'm gonna easy. I'm gonna venture a guess that all of our listeners follow you on Instagram. I'm just going to venture that guess Yay. immediately, Velvet. <laughs> well, for, for for the goofy, silly side of me, check me out on TikTok.com forward slash at Velvel Holler. Um, my personal website to get pictures, autograph pictures, posters, merchandise, stuff like that is it's ratedv.net. And um, you can watch NWA Power every Tuesday at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time by subscribing to NWA Power on Fight TV. That's an app that you download from the App Store yeah. and you subscribe to NWA Power. You can watch me, Tim Storm, and Joe Gallis um, call in the action every Tuesday. And the beautiful podcast is the last thing. Beautiful podcast drops on russosbrand.com. Every Sunday, um, we, you really don't want to miss this because we, Angelina and I, we don't hold back on what we talk about. We talk about this, that, and everything. And, and I feel like it's a different side to us that fans have not seen before as the beautiful people. They're just used to the, you know, beautiful people, hot, sexy, blah, 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 blah. We just talk about anything and everything. We have dance parties. We have drinks. We have food. We, we just get into, like... We're just re really silly on there. So check us out, Russo'sBrand.com. And I think that's it for all the plugs. I feel like the plugs took longer than the actual. That's interview. all right. That's all right. All of it. Again, we're fans, so it's okay. We're good <laughs> with that. Velvet, really, this was a lot of fun. Uh, thank, thank you for you. doing this. We can't wait to see you out there Saturday at Celeb Fest. Uh, really thank enjoyed you. chatting with you this week. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for having me, and we'll see you this weekend. Wow, amazing. Uh, love Velvet. Appreciate that again. Please get out to uh, Celeb Fest on Saturday. Great Eights Memorabilia, the number eight, greateightsmemorabilia.com. Bring her some Oreos, and bring your dude wipes. You know who you are. Bring your goddamn dude wipes. You do not need to be getting your underarm sweat all over Velvet Sky, who is plenty happy to hug you and do all that. Just bring out your goddamn wipes, man. It's not asking for a lot. All right, boys. Anything else we need to get into before we wrap up for the week? Um, I, it is interesting. I, I think uh, SummerSlam. We we kind of mentioned a couple times Madison Square Garden is possible. It does sound like they're also looking at possibly AT and T Stadium and Allegiant Stadium and and various other football. So they're they're definitely planning on making SummerSlam really really huge. And 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 again, touring again starting in August. Which I've and and I've heard that. Someone's definitely trying to book Las Vegas in uh, August. I'm not totally sure which company it is, but that seems to be a thing. Well, wouldn't that line up with what uh, Labor Day weekend? Wouldn't that make sense for AEW's pay-per-view? Because they, they, they wanted to do Vegas events. Yeah, So, uh, but it, this I'm hearing is, is August, like mid-August. So I don't oh, know. Okay, all right. All right, that would be a different thing. All right, very good. Let's get some plugs in. Uh, Aaron Vison. Uh, yeah, check out vison.com on iHeartMedia, Nightcap, uh, 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, and uh, check it out for all your gambling needs. Brandon, uh, at the AOC. You never throw your Twitter in, by the way. Like I Because I know you're going to do it. But no, I only started doing that because you stopped plugging it. Like That's the reason why it happened, at the AOC. Brandon. So uh, we've got 
a couple big announcements coming next week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, we also just reannounced uh, everyone's favorite 80s party band. The Leg Warmers are coming back to Ramshead. We usually do that two or three times a year. Chicks and that's love a- them. Chicks love them so much. Man. <laughs> they it's do. like the ultimate it's- chicks night out. Yeah, so it should also be your dude's night out for that reason. Um, <laughs> it's uh, September 25th. Uh, tickets are on sale now, but lots, a lot more announcements coming next week. Check it out at, at Ramshead Live on Twitter, at Ramshead Live on Instagram, and I'm at Brandon. Hey, Linton you plug your own Twitter. What a Twitter. weird concept. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. Again, please get out to um, the Celeb Fest on Saturday. Uh, appreciate Velvet coming on with us. And for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event, Vent. 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 Uh, top dollar, shot collar, AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Somebody else's turn. Mmm, jobbing out. Who hotter than Top Dollar? Not nada. What'd you say? <laughs> I did the who better than Canyon. <laughs> oh.